Romans 8, verses 12 to 17. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So we'll moving on in chapter eight, and again, uh, you know, just a pivotal chapter in the New Testament, in the whole in the whole Bible, and kind of getting at the core of who we are. So this this section that we just read is is kind of juxtaposing slavery versus sonship, mm-hmm. or you know, being a child of God versus being a slave absolutely and so I, I don't know you have any you have any thoughts there yeah so a lot of the language that paul has used up into this point has been about the law and it's been mm-hmm. very like legal right. language you know and, and definitely here at the beginning of romans 8 he's talking about the law of the spirit of life and the, uh, the law of sin and death mm-hmm. um and then you know just like going back up through the rest of the book there's all this talk about the law, and he's obviously like talking about literally the Pentateuch, the the law by which they lived, and um, so the big turn that I think we really see in chapter eight, and especially here, is this this legal language begins to be eclipsed by this like familial, hmm. uh, this familial language right. that that. We've exited the courtroom of God. I can't remember who said this, but I love this image. But um, we've exited the courtroom of God and entered into the family room. I think that's Andrew Peterson, yeah. maybe. Um, but yeah, and it's this like very stirring, like we've been given access and now we're like entering into this new identity where we are we are led by the spirit of God and so we are sons of God. Hmm. No, that's great. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I think that's just a major thing that Paul's trying to get at here. Uh, that you know, I I'm looking at verse 15 and it says, "For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons." And I mean, just a quick word on the word "sons" here. Like the the New Testament was written in Greek, yeah, and so sons can can mean sons and daughters. It's the same way in. In in English, we don't have a we don't have a dominant term that we use for man and woman. So we always say man and woman, but like in Spanish or in Greek, yeah. you would have a one term. You would just say men, and but that that's inclusive of men and women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's the same way in Greek. So whenever we see sons, it is referring to sons and daughters. This yeah. is not like you know purely trying to talk about men or some you know patriarchal whatever. But uh, so so this is talking about. Uh, our adoption as sons and daughters. Mm-hmm. And it's saying that we did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear. So you have to think that Paul is writing this letter to a new church that is in the city of Rome. Mm. And so he's sending this letter to them and he's trying to instruct them that you have 
through Jesus, you have no condemnation, like we read yesterday back in verse one, that there's no condemnation for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. And so because of this, don't fall back into a spirit of slavery, which which is um, which is falling back into fear. And so there's this fear that grips yeah. you as a slave. You know, you have this relationship between a, a slave and a master where there's always kind of this like fearful relationship. There's not a there's not a closeness. There's not a true relationship that's going on. Um, it's more of a you know employer employee yeah, yeah. Re- type relationship, mm-hmm. but there's kind of like a fear that's always there. Am I doing the right thing? Am I mm-hmm. not doing the right thing? You know, and there's all those kind of thoughts. What what Paul is saying here is that is that God has adopted us as sons and daughters. Yeah. So we are children of God. Absolutely. And, and that's just something that we need to let. It's another one of those things that like very foundational, very core to who we are. Uh, Do you think of yourself as a son or a daughter mm -hmm. of God? It will change the way you, you act. Yeah. And you know, this is a, I've heard several preachers talk about this, but in this uh, society, if you had a biological child, like it was kind of common, common practice. If you had a child, you didn't want, you could, leave the child out in the street to die and just, you know, move on. Right. But if you, if you went through the legal process of adopting a child, like that was like a final, there was no like undoing that. And so I do think there's like this cool cultural significance there. And I, I think what I really love about this, this language of sons and daughters is that is, that is a a nature, you know, like your, your children are by nature, your children. It's not, you know, and they can testify to being your child, but that is not where the ultimate truth of it lies. Like Mm. whether they embrace it or not, it's true. And, you know, I love like, so verse 15, we have that famous, like, uh, by whom we cry, Abba father, like we testify to, Uh, that God is our father. But what I find great, even greater comfort in verse 16, the spirit himself hmm. bears witness with our spirits that we are children of God. Yeah. That even when we are faithless, even when we fail, even when we walk away from this identity, that the spirit is bearing witness that we are children of God. It reminds right. me of first John three, one, hmm. um, see what kind of love the father has shown to us that we should be called children of God. And so we are. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I just love how how matter of fact that is. Like God causes His children, and so we are. Yeah, and I think it's I think it's just continuing the thought from from yesterday's uh, passage in chapter eight. It's talking about the Spirit dwelling in us. So it's it's as if not as if it is that the Spirit is dwelling in us mm-hmm. and is bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. So it's it's like the Spirit is inside of us constantly telling us you are a child of God. And so we we talked a minute ago about the songs the song no longer slaves. Yeah. And uh, you you guys said you you sang it recently at yeah, yeah. Uh, at young adults. Yeah, yeah. And I I Great absolutely song. love that song because at at one point in the song they just start they just start, you know, with raised voices saying I am a child yeah. of God. Yeah. I am a child of God. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I I think that's something I think that's like a very good pattern in our lives, a very good rhythm yeah. for each of us to just claim that I am a child of God. I am a child of God. 
this will strengthen, not only strengthen your faith, I think it'll strengthen your walk in the Lord to just constantly be reminded that we are children of God. Well, same guy who wrote that song, wrote another song called Abba. Um, and it's, it's based off Brennan Manning's, uh, sort of like meditative prayer of like Mm. breathe in Abba, breathe out. I belong to you. Right. Abba, I belong to you. Um, as like, sort of like meditating on this verse in particular. Mm. And yeah, another line from that, from No Longer Slaves that I love is, uh, your blood throws, flows through my veins. Yep. And I think that's like such a great yeah. image of like, what does it mean to be family? It's yeah. it's like this idea of blood. Like, you know, I, I can no more change that I'm my father's son as I can go in and change the blood that is flowing through that's my right. veins. And yeah. like, that is how, how deep and even deeper still as how, how deep the, the connection that God has brought us into his family. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we, we're talking about these things and I think they're, um, they're very good. You know, these are like foundational truths about who we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. We're children of God. We can cry out to him, Abba father. There's a closeness, there's an intimacy there. Yeah. But Paul is also saying in this passage that we need to put to death the deeds of the body. Yeah. He's also saying that we're, we're, we're constantly, in a danger of falling into mm-hmm. back into fear. Totally. And so, um, you know, whereas these are very foundational truths mm-hmm. and I think we need to remind ourselves of these things often. We also need to remember that just because the spirit of God dwells in us, just because mm-hmm. before a holy God, we have no condemnation. We can still, um, we can still, tap into the you know the deeds of the flesh the yeah. deeds of the body we can totally. still fall back into fear yeah. and and a spirit of slavery yeah and so um you know th- that's why number one it's why it's so important to remind ourselves of these things yeah but also just to have a a daily walk that is um cognizant of the fact totally. that that we do not want to fall back into those things. Yeah. And you know, verse 17 says we're fellow heirs with Christ provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. And so this is not saying like, Oh, the work is done. That's right. There's nothing, there's no work left for us. There's no responsibility left for us. No, like we, we have actually been given a new law, a new responsibility to suffer with Christ. And so this is not just like all warm and fuzzy, Mm. like, you know, you're not going to encounter anything hard, but this is like the comfort so that we can suffer with hope so that we can endure so that we can fight the flesh fight. You know, we're coming off chapter seven, which is this time about this inner turmoil of sanctification. And so what is our hope that, as we encounter all these trials of life that the spirit testifies Hmm. that we are children of God and by whom we cry, Abba father. That's right. That's right. We need to have a proper understanding of who we are Hmm. so that we're prepared to suffer with Jesus in this life. That's great. Well, we got more in, uh, in chapter eight to come and I'm looking forward to it for Will Carlisle. I'm Barrett Fisher. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ's Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. 
If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.